Hi, friends, and welcome to Overcoming Gracefully, the Art of Forgiveness. In a world where hurt runs deep and wounds linger, we invite you on a journey of healing, redemption, and profound transformation. I'm your host, Stephanie Cover, and together we'll explore the timeless wisdom and boundless power found in the art of forgiveness. What I want to talk about today is something that is kind of a lost art. Oneness in a relationship, marriage, monogamy, those things are kind of put to the wayside these days in our culture. And I've noticed that there's a lot of people that are indicating that marriage is not a good fit for them and or that they want to have a polygamous relationship. And for me, I feel that God has intended us to have oneness. Now, as we kind of dive into this topic, it's going to be a little bit Christ-centered, of course, because I feel that that's really important, especially this day and age, in how we view things that are important in God's eyes and what He created and had a design for our lives as humans here on earth. Now, when we think about oneness, what comes to your mind? Unity? togetherness, to indicate one's self of being connected to somebody, that is kind of some of the things that we think about. A circle, an infinity logo or symbol, those things are constant and they create oneness. A pillar, two pillar uh, on each side, you have a pillar and it comes together and that's a union. So those are some of the things where oneness is. Now, When we go back to, say, the Bible, Genesis 2, 24, God says, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. Now, obviously, it's not like you are going to mesh with another person and you're just one body. It just means one flesh of godly unitedness. So you two are a team. You work together. And becoming one's flesh is knowing that other person on such a deep and intimate level that no one else would know that person. Meaning you know how your flesh is. You know where your imperfections are. You know where you know your flaws are. You would know that for your partner, the person that you're with, the person that you are living in a oneness marriage relationship with. You should know all of those things. There's no secretism. There's no outsourced people that know more about your partner than you do. No surprises, things like that. That's what creates the oneness because you have such a connection and a ability to understand each other because you know each other on the deepest level possible, that there's no one else that would interfere with that. And the Lord indicates that. He doesn't want others to come in and be able to separate a union that he has created. Now, how do we get to that union? How do we create oneness? One of the ways that we do that is by Communicating. Communicating with somebody is the ultimate way to develop a deep connection, understanding 
a person on a higher level, a deeper level than anyone else could, and making that unity so strong that nobody can come in and separate it. And that's one of the ways that God has designed human life here on earth. He told Adam, I'm going to make you a helper, a helper that was going to be his so that he could have one flesh with another human and they could get more done. In today's society, we see how this isn't really a norm. It's not normal for two people to be united. There's a lot of times where, because I do my insurance, I would go into people's homes and I have never been so admirable to others for the way that they are in a union for 40, 50 years. One of the reasons I say that is because that is like non-existent these days. And hearing the 40, 50 years of spending time just with one person, I mean, that's just amazing. I also find that when I am in a situation where I speak with a married couple, they are healthier. They have less illnesses. They don't have a lot of problems when it comes to their health. And I think it's because Satan has come between what the Lord has indicated for two people. And when that happens, it creates a sense of, I would say, sickness, whether it be mental sickness from whatever has happened within a relationship that wasn't a oneness relationship, mental fatigue, mental sickness. Sometimes people will unfortunately try to end their own lives because they're not feeling that oneness with another person. And it could be because they haven't gotten married to somebody. They're in relationships here and there. They're spreading themselves thin. They're cheating on this person. They're doing this. Those things are not what God's designed for us humans as having a relationship, a partner, a helper. And as we look more and more into this, two people being united as one, the death of the realness, it doesn't happen just automatically. It has to grow over time. It has to be nurtured. There has to be understanding and a biblical background of knowing that you know which way the Lord wants your, I would say, hierarchy of life to go. So for instance, it's always God first, your wife, your husband, and then you know your children, and then whatever is going on in your life, those things would go in a hierarchy form because those are of utmost importance. But usually when a couple puts God first and adheres to these principles, they have a more healthy life, biblical lifestyle one of blessings, one of less turmoil. And it really kind of depends on what you're looking for in your own life. What do you want? Do you want to live a worldly life where you have the pressures of worldly views of, you know, dating tons of people and 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 sleeping around and doing things that aren't healthy for a relationship? No, you want to be able to have a a relationship that God has presented in his light so that you're not in that darkness, that confusion, in just living in a, a, a way that isn't ideal for God's design for your purpose. A lot of that comes from also being trusting towards your partner. If you're in a relationship and it's creating oneness, that trust is automatically should be there. 
because that's what God has said. You listen to what God has adhered to for partnership and union and oneness, and you you apply those principles to that partner of yours so that you can create that oneness. Now, it's sometimes said that, you know, Jesus also mentioned about somebody getting a divorce or putting their their wife away. And, you know, Jesus did say that for the cause of a man shall leave his father and shall cleave to his wife and they twine shall be one flesh. Therefore, they are no more twine, but one flesh. And that's Matthew 19, three through six. And then also God says in Matthew 19, six, what therefore God has joined, let no man put aside or pull apart or create in between. And that's something that, you know, is done by God's design. Each person should have their own helper on this earth. And your helper shouldn't be somebody else's helper as well. Or if I'm going into the polygamy of relationships, that's, you know, very prominent these days. When you look at stuff like that, you can kind of see that And I just kind of want to dive in just for a minute. This type of relationship really is based on the communication. Now, if you're in a polygamous relationship, which, you know, is not ideal, the Lord had things in the Bible in the Old Testament where these kings and they were living that type of lifestyle. Once the New Testament came about, and even with David, he wanted to present a different light of a union that was more holy. And getting rid of the polygamous in the religious aspect or the godly God design of marriage was one of the things that he said to put aside. And so, you know, when you get into that polygamous, people can say, hey, it's in the Bible. Yes, it absolutely is. But it's not ideal. It's not what God designed. He doesn't want that type of lifestyle. But getting back into it, you know, some of the things that I did read when I was looking at these polygamous things is that they they have a great deal of communication. And I mentioned that in the beginning of this podcast, communication is ideal. It needs to be the foundation of a relationship that wants to have oneness. But it seems like in a polygamous relationship, people are more comfortable and confident to have these conversations, which makes them feel more at ease. Their emotions feel more I would say, addressed or listened to, maybe because they have one or two different people that they can speak to and they each have a different type of connection or relationship. But, you know, that is what is one of the most prominent things with this relationship, this polygamous relationship. They set their boundaries when it comes to what they'll tolerate when it comes to another person or who they'll share each other with, which is crazy because God doesn't want anybody to be sharing people, but they'll have a communication, open communication about that. Now, when that occurs, that is something that I feel is lacking in a lot of monogamous relationships. People don't just go to their one that they're supposed to be united with to have these conversations. They start to seek outside stuff. When it comes to, say, let's dive into some of the darknesses of a relationship. When it comes to maybe feeling more emotionally connected with somebody other than your your wife, and you entertain that and you start to build a relationship with that, you're no longer talking to your wife or your husband about things because you're talking to somebody else and you're letting the oneness that is 
supposed to be created from the Lord in a relationship get pushed onto another relationship, which creates division, which creates the worldly views of cheating or, oh, it's okay to have an affair or we can have an open relationship or we can do this, which creates the sickness in relationships. And I know that God really does not want that. He wants everybody to be healthy. He wants everybody to be happy, blessed. And when we start to deviate or justify or place in our own thoughts of what a relationship is, because maybe we've went through dysfunctionality, maybe we've been experienced divorces, maybe we've had things happen that we feel we need to forgive ourselves and heal because you are implementing or, or placing that into other areas and it's creating a block of the true meaning of oneness with another individual. With that individual that you have that oneness, you're supposed to set those boundaries. You're supposed to go to that person and have deep intellectual conversations. You're supposed to be one flesh, meaning you're supposed to know that person more than anybody else has. And that should be a gift. It shouldn't be something to just overlook and think, eh, whatever, um, this person in lusting and wanting things that aren't for you because you feel like it's a worldly thing and it's a free-for-all. And if that person doesn't have the same moral values as you and they are able to intertwine with your relationship and create division, you know, that's a problem. You need to go to the Lord more and you need to sit in prayer and you need to ask him, where do I need to strengthen my life and my areas so that I don't have somebody come in between and and divide the um, oneness that you want to provide for me so that I can have that healthy and uh, positive lifestyle that a lot of people dream about. Those people that are doing those things, they're usually not happy, but that's a totally different topic. But I just wanted to kind of touch a little bit on this. I'm trying to keep these podcasts, you know, just short and sweet and relationships are big. You know, they have a lot of different things, different aspects, different areas. So I feel the oneness is really ideal if you want to make sure that you are living God's design and plan for your life and that you can grow in other areas because that area you no longer have to worry about. Also, just wanted to let you know that I've been working on some other projects as well. And last year I completed a book called Biblical Foods, The Benefits of Eating for Ageless Health. It is available on Amazon. This book is really close to my heart. It is something that has always been important to me, taking care of myself, eating healthy, and letting nutrition guide and direct my my body and my soul and, and keep me healthy. And these references are from the Bible, all the foods that are in the Bible that the Lord placed in the Bible. And I put all of those foods along with how they can help you. They give benefits. Some of them help with high blood pressure, cholesterol, a lot of the things that, you know, we are taking those medications for, along with some calories, how much calories this has, which everybody likes to know. Some people do still count calories just depending on which way you're going in your your health journey. But I just wanted to let you know that this book is available on Amazon. It's dear to my heart. And if you are interested, pick up one of the copies and let me know what you think. I think that the next steps are to just stay positive, to be patient with yourself and to move through 
emotions so that you can continue to be the best person in your life and the best person for others as well. As time goes on, we're going to get more and more into how to forgive, when to forgive, what to forgive, and always you don't want to forget because if you forget what you forgave, you may end up doing it again. So with that, I hope everybody has a wonderful day and I'm looking forward to the next episode and speaking with you guys again and discussing the art of forgiveness. Take care.